2: Hello everyone, my name is Eli Tokash, and welcome to the first of a four-part series that was recorded live at the Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, Broadway Flea Market, and Grand Auction, a day-long community reunion that back on October 3rd, 2021, featured 36 tables filled with collectible keepsakes, 144 record-breaking silent auctions, lots of unique memorabilia, 54 live auction experiences and treasures, plus private video chats with a dozen of Broadway's brightest stars. It raised a remarkable $753,000. Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS is the philanthropic heart of Broadway, with every dollar donated at the Broadway Flea Market and Grand Auction helping to provide life-saving medication, health care, nutritious meals, and emergency support for those living with HIV and AIDS, struggling with COVID-19, or facing other life-threatening illnesses in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, and Washington, D.C. In this first episode of our four-part series, we're bringing you inside conversations with some of Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS's leading players and telling you more about the organization itself. Episode two and three will feature some of Broadway's biggest names as they stop by to generously lend their talents to the effort. And episode four is all about the future, a special episode featuring the kids of Broadway. We now kick off this first episode with Tom Viola, the Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS executive director who recently celebrated 30 years with the company. Here he is in conversation with the Broadway Podcast Network co-founder and four-time Tony Award-winning producer, Dory Berenstein
3: everybody welcome welcome to the broadway podcast network and the flea market of 2021 we are so excited to be here and have uh, today we have the privilege of talking with executive director of broadway cares equity fights aid Tom Viola, hey, who Dori. I adore. <laughs> Hey,
4: Dori. It is so wonderful to be here with you this morning and to see a crowd in the alley again.
3: It is so exciting to be here, yeah. to flee, I can't tell yes. you. I have went through major withdrawals last year.
4: Yeah, I mean, we yeah we had a wonderful virtual event last year. But as I as I was sitting on that Zoom a year ago, I just kept thinking and seeing again and again what would be what we had been doing the year before. And it is so wonderful to walk back into a crowd again and see familiar faces and just feel the energy of Broadway coming back.
3: Absolutely, what well, was amazing that you were that you were able to pull off the flea via Zoom last year, which is crazy. Yeah,
4: I got to say I have to hand it to the Broadway Care staff because they literally figured out how we could move all components of this to various places online, whether that was bidding for good or looped for the uh, autograph and what had been the photo booth. Uh, We did a Zoom auction, which uh, the rehearsals for which were rather um, funny, uh, sort of, figuring out how to do it. But it went incredibly well. But, all that said, I literally hope we only ever have never have to do that again and that from f- here on in we are always live and in person in Schubert Alley.
3: Oh, here here. I totally agree with you. But didn't you have some things online? This year as well, because there are people who are listening right now who are not here because they live far away, and we want them to be able to participate in the Flea.
4: Well, you know, the best way to participate in the Flea probably now is to go to our website, which is broadwaycares.org, O-R-G, and then go to the Flea Market webpage, and it will tell you all the various links where you can sort of join in. Now, I have to say just so no one's disappointed the um, silent auction which is now starting its first round all of those all of those pre-bidding opportunities have closed so we could move it to the live event as we did for the grand auction the live auction which happens at five o'clock but certainly go to the website and you can see where we are as we go and also go to the broadway cares facebook page because there'll be photos and stories put up through there during the day
3: well, Broadway, the Broadway Flea Market is going on all day. So if you're anywhere in the area, you still have plenty of time to get here yeah. and experience this live and in person. And you're just going to see so many friends that you haven't seen in two years. It's just so exciting.
4: It's wonderful. I mean, this has always felt to me like Broadway's company picnic. Uh, I mean, even though the season, you know, starts in June, the theater season, um, this always felt like the kickoff to the season, and a way that we could basically say welcome back to everybody, and especially this year, that Broadway is back.
3: So true. And you've been doing this for a while. Could we talk about? Could we go back to the very, very beginning? Sure.
4: Well, you know, you know, it's interesting because there's a there's a lot of sort of Rashomon about how this began in a certain respect. But my understanding is that in 1986. The last company of the original company of A Chorus Line determined, well, I mean, let me back up and say, in 1986, the AIDS epidemic was certainly at its height. Um, Broadway Cares and Equity Fights AIDS, two separate organizations initially, had not even been begun or thought of. And the company of A Chorus Line at 86 at the Schubert Theater decided to raise money for, I think a group called NAN, the National AIDS Network, literally put some tables outside the Schubert stage door, took things off their dressing table, grabbed like things that were just sitting around, and began to sell them to theater goaters going back to the show that night or just walking through Schubert Alley. It created such a feeling of um energy and commitment and collective, if you will, that the word was, let's do this again, and let's invite other shows to have tables with us. So in 1987 is what we really count as the first Broadway flea market. And that was, again, Broadway Cares and Equity Fights AIDS were just sort of beginning to percolate, and folks came together, and we raised $12,000, which we thought was extraordinary. Um, And from there we began. Uh, It literally 1988 continued and we began to add components. The grand auction you know in uh, 1990 and the silent auction in 2007 and what began as a $12,000 event in 2019, the last time we did this live, raised nearly $900,000 with over 50 some tables and probably 150 items in the silent auction and a live auction that itself raised, oh, I don't know, probably about 300,000 bucks. So it's, in a certain respect, it's the typical story of Broadway Cares Equity Fights Aids that what begins as a kernel of an idea because of the community's commitment and energy and enthusiasm for doing good, for just sharing some of their good fortune with others, blossoms into a mighty oak.
3: It's incredible. And $12,000 in 1987, that's a, bit, a lot that's of a money. That's a
4: big deal. That was a very big deal when no one, frankly, so few people wanted to hear about the the issue of HIV AIDS. And people were even turning their backs on helping those who at the time uh, were suffering with it.
3: And our community was so devastated.
4: We were, we certainly were, and we and we, we continued to be. But this community, the Broadway community, the American theater community, really has responded to not only this epidemic, but all sorts of issues, right up to today, to COVID and the shut and, and the shutdown, in ways that I think other industries can really look to as an example of how we come together to help not only ourselves but people way beyond us.
3: Could you talk a little bit about uh, Broadway Cares and all of the organizations that you support. Because it's heroic, it's so monumental, and particularly during the last two years, the work that you've done to help so many people, it's extraordinary. Thanks, Tori.
4: I mean, the money that we raise, whether it's through appeals in the theaters or events such as the flea market, all sorts of special events, major donors, all sorts of merchandise sales, literally go two directions. Half goes to what's called the Actors Fund which we know is the employee assistance program of the entire entertainment industry. They create a safety net of social services that are available to anyone who makes this work happen. The Actors Fund... Is named the Actors Fund because it was founded by actors like in 1888. But literally, as I say often when I go backstage to talk to folks about what we do, if you do anything in that plant, in this theater, to make that show happen, you qualify for assistance at the Actors Fund. That's on stage, behind the stage, in an office, front of house, musicians, tech, act, everybody. Um, so that, uh, and yes, since the shutdown in March of 2020, Broadway Cares has been fortunate enough to raise the kind of money that we awarded the Actors Fund over $20 million, um, which very much fueled the extraordinary work that they've been doing with their COVID Emergency Assistance Fund, as well as the other social services that they provide that people still need. Um, We were able to fund a special program for them called Every Artist Insured that helped folks in the business who were losing their health insurance because of not having... Being able to earn work weeks to basically meet with social workers and put together an insurance package, whether it was the ACA or uh, other other opportunities, that really kept people in in their in their plans. So that's the first half. Um, the other half is we have a national grants program that awards every year grants to maybe 450 some organizations all across the country: food banks, health clinics, housing programs harm reduction programs, uh, even uh, even uh, organizations such as PAWS New York and PAWS LA, which are some of my favorites, that help folks, homebound folks, keep their companion animals, um, which is very dear to my heart. So, so literally it, since 1988, I think Broadway Cares has awarded the Actors Fund about $130 million that has supported tens of thousands of folks in the industry, embrace them in times of need and, and crisis. Uh, the National Grants Program, we've awarded it another, it's basically 135 million, to these organizations that, and I like to think of this, this is Broadway money. This is money that would not exist were it not for how the theater community comes together to create these resources that can be shared in so many ways.
3: Well, for those of you who are just joining, this is the extraordinary Tom Viola, who's the executive director of Broadway Cares, Equity Fights Aids, who has done more for this community than, it, than I, you. It, it's just mind-blowing, and and your team, you have such an amazing team that I've had mm-hmm. the pleasure of, of working with over the years, and they are so um, passionate about what what this is all about, and what you're doing, and and they've been with you for
4: so long. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to say that there are folks who have, you know, worked with us for for a good number of years, and there's a whole other generation of new employees that are coming up. There are some of us, like myself, (laughs) who've been around around for a while. But, um, you know, many folks come to us from the community, and then other folks, you know, know, find us when we're doing a job search for a particular position. But they all come with a, a dedication and a passion um, for helping others and in a way creatively that isn't really done anywhere else.
3: And I think that's something that's so special about our community you know it's one of the things I love in uh, is that each show when it's time to do something for Broadway cares it's not a oh I was gonna do this or that it's like yes. We are so there, whether you know any of the events throughout the year, or or um, the buckets at the end of the show. You know, it is it is a, it is part of our community. It's so deeply entrenched. It's who we are. It's what we do. Uh, Broadway cares is is Broadway. Well, we
4: like to think of ourselves as the philanthropic heart of Broadway now. And while there's always an HIV-AIDS connection to everything that we do, I mean, our mission has expanded in ways, beginning with the addition of the Phyllis Newman Women's Health Initiative in 1996, um, to literally, there is not any issue or need or, or emergency that could happen to someone in the industry that somehow isn't addressed by the Actors Fund and supported by Broadway Cares. And I think that's why the entire industry feels like they're, not, they're, they're taking care of themselves as well as each other and folks they may never even know.
3: Absolutely. Can you tell us about some of the events that you have coming up?
4: Well, you know, I mean that—that's—that's that's sort of a—that's a—that's an interesting question because once we get through the flea market today, which literally we had set this goal of like we wanted to—we wanted to step out, show our faces, although masked, and basically gather again as a community so we could figure out how we can move forward beyond that. We're determining now how whether appeals will actually begin in the fall. Um, and it's it's a delicate time because we're going from doing all sorts of events online and virtually uh... for the last year and a half to really taking the cautious determined incremental steps to get back to what we were doing two years ago
3: and you're going to continue to do things online as well
4: We will. i mean i have to to say i think i think many folks may feel like maybe like myself and maybe as you do I'm really not eager to sit in front of my laptop and do Zoom meeting or Zoom events as much anymore. There'll be things that we incorporate into you know what we do. Uh, we've been doing a lot of corporate work actually over the over the year and a half. We put we put together virtual shows involving folks in the community that. Chase and Columbia Medical Center and Amex would pay us a fee for. We could then pay the folks involved so we could help people maintain some work and salary and still make the kind of money that would allow us to continue our grant making. So we'll continue to do that. That's something we sort of discovered during the shutdown as we go back to live events in the theater and hopefully appeals and certainly merchandise sales you know check out our you know there's going to be a fabulous new ornament that uh, will be announced at the grand auction Uh, so you know you can check us out on our website and see if that's of interest to you
3: fantastic could you just take us uh, to back to the flea for a second and some of your favorite moments over the years because I, I you know having been a dedicated Flea-goer. There have just been so many incredible things that have happened over the years. If there are standout oh. moments you can you know, ra-
4: share. It's hard for me to actually sometimes pick that because it is such um, it's, it's like a mosaic that when you look at the entire, or a stained glass window, when you look at the entire thing it tells you a very definitive colorful, loving, and moving story but to look at individual pieces um, <laughs> At this advanced age, um, it, <laughs> it might it feels difficult but 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 there I mean one of the things that i 've loved actually um, is when individual stars have often called and said, "You know what i 've got a you know apartment full of things and I would like to give to the Broadway flea market so we 've often made the suggestion that why don't they do a table so Tyne Daily has done a table at the flea market I would say two or three times, and Tyne is Besides being just a brilliant woman an actress, she literally would work that table the entire flea market, signing things for people, pointing out, telling stories about the pieces of jewelry or things, scarves she might have. Marion Seldes did it one year. Um, Kristen Chenoweth has done it um, with her puppy one year. Um, Deb Monk did it, which was just a day of hilarity. Um, so there have been, a num- in addition to show tables, sometimes those individual star tables become like the highlight of a market that folks aren't expecting. Because we often don't sort of let folks know in the advanced press release, for obvious reasons, that those are gonna be happening. Uh, but people find out very quickly.
3: Yeah, I remember walking by and doing a double take when I saw Tyne behind the <laughs> behind her table. It was amazing.
4: Oh, and she really, I mean, she was there, the, I mean, the whole yeah. day. Um,
3: I bought all sorts of things. I... I, I just was I had to and she'll you sign know? whatever yeah. it is no it was great so
4: um, and, and of course you know we're, I'm thrilled that we have a number a number of show tables here today I think Beetlejuice and Wicked and Moulin Rouge and, and a variety and then shows repre- um, some tables representing shows that have sadly closed but sort of made sure that we, Mean Girls um but the, but the participation of the shows, but also the unions and the guilds and the, the smaller organizations, is what drive this. I mean, the At-Pam table, Brig um, Bernie and his team are powerhouses. Uh, David Lachey and everybody at the TKTS Picatick table, um, the scenic designers table. I mean, there are some tables here that have been part of this flea market for 25 years, and that literally people come every year to, to visit them again.
3: I have to say, uh, you know, I, I'm very aware that the shows and, and so many members of our community and beyond. Think about the flea all year long in anticipation of this very, very, very special event. And just wearing the Lights of Broadway hat for a second, we have uh, collectors of Lights of Broadway cards from all over the country that start to email us in July saying, Can we send um, some cards that could be sold to raise money for Broadway Cares to you? you know, starting in July, and we, we were inundated this year. So many people want to help and be they part do. of this.
4: They it's, do. It's amazing, and I love that Squigs has been here for the last few years with, with the cards and, and showing, I mean, I, I think folks love meeting the master behind those amazing, those amazing pieces of art, and what's always kind of funny is at some point during the um, day, which always surprises me, literally somebody will walk up to me and, like, be handing me something, and I'll look down, and it'll be my card, which... <laughs> Which I'm very proud of and I have right behind me in my office on the bulletin board, but they'll ask me to sign it and I'll think, oh, okay.
3: (laughs) We've made it a point to have a, a gypsy robe card and all sorts of other Broadway Cares cards because you guys need to be celebrated well, it's so important well I could talk to you forever but I I, I think that we all have to go shopping mm-hmm. it's very important and uh, anyone who is listening to this who is not here get here get here get on a plane there's still time and
4: Dory, can I just say before we go away you are one of our great champions and I love you, and I, I'm thrilled to be here today and feel like we're stepping back, that I'm stepping back here with you first thing in the morning. So thank you for everything.
3: Thank you for everything, for helping millions of people, always. And so this is one of my favorite days of the entire year. I can't wait to just visit every single table. Thank you for everything, and I hope you have a record-breaking year. Great, let's, Everybody, all, go out, let's all go out
4: there and buy something we don't need. Yes,
3: and, and for online, where do you go?
4: Broadway Cares, all one word, broadwaycares.org, O-R-G.
3: Fantastic. See you at Broadway Cares Flea Market, live and in person, or at broadwaycares.org immediately and always. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you all.
4: Thank you all. Bye-bye.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
3: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah. <sighs> oh. plus
2: next up broadway social media influencer and broadway podcast network producer ayana prescott speaks with broadway cares equity fights aids director of development danny whitman he talks all about the history of the broadway flea market and grand auction all while sharing his involvement in orchestrating this not to be missed event hi
5: i'm ayana from what's up broadway and i am so happy to have danny whitman with me director of development uh, Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. Hello, how are Hi. you? Hi,
0: it's good to be here.
5: Good. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, b- about me? Yeah, uh, all the things. Grew up as a theater kid, um, doing shows since I was 11 years old in the as Kurt Von Trapp in The Sound of Music, and it, that was the end. I was forever in love with this world and this business and these theater people and found my way to New York, and after sitting in an audience and hearing... The appeal from the stage when I was 21, maybe, uh, that led me on a path to being here and being a part of all of this.
5: That is such a fantastic story. What is the greatest joy you find being the director of development and with Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS?
0: Oh, that's easy. That's being surrounded by people who are talented, who are generous, who are compassionate, and who um, are the first to step up when someone needs a helping hand.
5: Mm-hmm. And how important is Broadway Flea for you?
0: Oh, this is the greatest day of the year. It's like Christmas or Hanukkah for my people, <laughs> uh, uh, for theater people. It's just, it brings back thousands and th- it brings together thousands and thousands of people who, sh- who, who share two things. One is a love of theater and live theater. And two, uh, a willingness to, um, to think of other people than themselves
5: mm-hmm. and how long have you been organizing broadway flea uh,
0: so uh me personally or the or the organization you
5: personally and part of the organization okay got it
0: so i've been involved with the broadway flea market um for about 15 years i volunteered a couple of years and then um joined the broadway cares team 11 or 12 years ago wow. yeah
5: wow what's the first thing you bought at your first Broadway fleet. Can you remember?
0: Oh yeah, that uh, yeah. So that was a um, Crazy for You program, the kinds that they sell inside the theater, signed by uh, Harry Groner and Jody Benson.
5: And do you still have it? Oh, it's like yes I do. It's
0: it's it's on it's on the wall. Or on the, actually displayed on a shelf in my parents' home in my bedroom in Pennsylvania.
5: Oh, that's iconic. What's one thing you look forward to every Broadway flee? The oh, one there's thing. there's so
0: many things. Okay, whittle it down to one thing one I look thing. forward to. I have to say seeing friends. Seeing friends on, who are actors on stage, seeing friends that work backstage, and seeing friends that come here that I've seen here for 10 years, 12 years that come every year to find their best finds at the tables or get something really special at the auction. I love to see see the people that love this event.
5: Yeah, and you mentioned that this is, you know, like Christmas or Hanukkah, but people are out here buying things and everything is being donated. All the money is being donated to Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. How important is that for you? Um, and this community.
0: That's really important. So um, they're donating to Broadway Cares Equity Fight Aids, but what they're really donating to is to regular people like you and me that are having a hard time right now yeah. because of COVID, yeah. because they've been unemployed for 16, 18 months, because they can't, they're deciding between do they pay the rent or do they pay for the meal that's going to be on the table that night. And um, So what was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) How important? Oh, that's why it's important (laughs) that, you know, that we may go home with a cool signed playbill. We may go home with an LP, a record that we get to play or put on the wall. We may have the chance to meet somebody we haven't had the chance to meet. But in that memory and those items will last a lifetime but will last even more is the goodness that they will help uh, in someone's life that night or next week.
5: Yeah, and this is so amazing. We've come out of such a a sad year and Broadway Flea has brought the theater community together. What are some of the difficulties that you have overcome through this past year with Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS?
0: Yeah, I remember remember the day everything shut down. Uh, We canceled uh, our first canceled live event Broadway backwards and within a couple of hours Broadway shut down and um, everyone was scared everyone was terrified it was um, this was an unprecedented time we'd be shut down for <laughs> six weeks six months then a year then a year and a half um, it, it's to look in people's eyes and see the for the real fear and then see out of that come extraordinary creativity creating virtual events and virtual fundraising opportunities to help their fellow their fellow actors and their fellow musicians and folks backstage, that was the most challenging but the most exciting thing. Because it's like it was like the beginning years of Broadway Care's Equity Fights AIDS when the Broadway flea market started because someone backstage at a chorus line decided maybe we can do some good. And they set up a card table and sold props, and hats, and costumes, and playbills, and headshots, and raised a couple thousand dollars. And that's exactly what happened just virtually over the last 18 months, and to see the incredible generosity and creativity that came out of this community and people beyond this community is truly extraordinary. I mean, it shows, if you're down on humanity, just come into the theater community, Broadway, regional, community theater and see how generous people are and how they don't give up. They are the first Absolutely. people to step up and say, what can I do? How can I help out? So I haven't been back into a theater yet. I'm so excited. I'm dying to see Six. I'm dying to go back and see Come From Away. I want to see the Lehman Trilogy. There's so many shows. You can bet. And I'm looking forward to taking my six-year-old son to his first Broadway show.
5: And last question, what was your first Broadway show? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so and my, my grandmother <laughs> yeah, my grandmother took us all in to see four shows over the course of a weekend. The first one was Barnum with Glenn Close and Jim Dale. Wow. By Cy Coleman, which was crazy and brilliant. It was, it was a three-ring circus on a Broadway stage. And, yeah. An incredible story. Then we saw Annie. And wow. then we see, it saw a chorus line. There were a few um, four letter words in that that I repeated for months to come. <laughs> and then they took us to this like raucous adult show called Sugar Babies, which is a Broadway show with Ann Miller and Binky Rooney, Rooney. Not appropriate for an under 10 year old, but we had a good time and I got the bug and had never looked back.
5: And there you go. Thank yeah. you, Danny, for being a part oh, of Oh, it's
0: wonderful to see you and Broadway thank you podcast. for including me.
5: Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the four-part BPN Live mini-series recorded at the 2021 Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS Broadway Flea Market and Grand Auction. Mark your calendars because the next one is coming up fast on September 25th, 2022. For complete information and to find out more about the next Broadway Cares event, make sure to visit broadwaycares.org. That's broadwaycares.org. And for more great podcasts, radio plays, comedies, and behind the scenes action from your favorite industry, be sure to visit broadwaypodcastnetwork.com and download our iOS app.